This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated with another true crime story of insurance fraud. This number 17 is entitled Help, My House is Falling into the Sea. I present these videos so you can learn how insurance fraud is perpetrated and what is necessary to deter or defeat insurance fraud. The video blog of true crime stories of insurance fraud with the names and places changed to protect the guilty are all based upon investigations conducted by me and fictionalized to create a learning environment for claims personnel, SIU investigators, insurers, police, and lawyers to better understand insurance fraud and weapons that can be used to deter or defeat a fraudulent claim. Career criminals are not the only people who perpetrate insurance fraud. In fact, they're a very small minority of the total. The temptation has become so great that almost anyone who is given the opportunity will try. Those who do not premeditate insurance fraud are called perpetrators of soft frauds. Most are small, some are not. The story that follows is not a soft fraud, but one that was premeditated for a great deal of money by a person who should have known better. Some years ago, residents of a hillside community overlooking the Pacific Ocean received a letter from the county engineer informing them that their houses sat on an active landslide. The engineers concluded that the unusual amount of irrigation water, water from septic systems, and rainfall lubricated an ancient landslide under their homes and that the slide was moving. The engineers were concerned because it was moving at the rate of three inches a year. The houses sitting on the landslide were also moving a few inches a month within ten years. The houses would be torn apart by the movement if nothing was done to stabilize the hillside. Homeowners living on the hill noticed cracks in their plaster walls, concrete block walls split at the mortar seams, cracks formed in the foundation systems. Since the homes on the hill were all valued from 500000 to 5500000 the monetary value of the potential loss of 300 homes on the landslide was enormous. Many of the homeowners gathered and hired counsel to pursue persons responsible for their damage. On advice of counsel, the homeowners reported claims to their insurers. Most of the insurers denied the claim because of clear and unambiguous exclusions for earth movement or subsidence. The insurers concluded that the predominant cause of the damage was the excluded peril of earth movement. The claims were fairly and reasonably rejected. Some of the homeowners accepted the decision of their insurers. Some of the homeowners sued their insurers. The imaginative homeowner, like the insured who is the subject of this story, found a better way. The insured was a real estate lawyer. He had experience in dealing with insurers for commercial developers he represented. He knew that 
In addition to the basic retail insurance market, there was a surplus and excess lines insurance market that would insure almost anything. Without informing his broker of the landslide situation on the hillside, he asked the broker to seek a specialty insurance policy for his home. He wanted insurance that covered him for both earthquake and earth movement, landslide, mudslide, or other types of earth movement normally excluded by a homeowner's policy. He explained to the broker a concern that the wildfires that often devastate hillside communities in Southern California remove vegetation from the hillsides and create a hazard of mud slow and landslide. He had invested a great deal of money in his home and wanted to protect against that risk. The broker found a policy offered by a surplus line insurer. The policy insured dwellings only for the perils of earthquake and earth movement. The premium was a reasonable 3.75% of the value of the dwelling with a deductible equal to only 5% of the total amount at risk. To obtain the policy, all the insurer required by way of application was the name of the insured, the address of the property to be insured, and the amount of insurance requested. It asked no questions about the potential risks of loss, and the insured, since he was not asked, provided no information. Nor did he advise the insurer of the report from the county engineer. After receiving a signed application from the insured, the insurer agreed to insure any property because it did not fall within specified earthquake fault areas. The insured obtained a $2,500,000 policy for a premium of only $9,375. Before the insured bought the policy, he had received and read the letter from the county. He knew there was a landslide actively affecting his house. At the time he bought the policy, the insured had already seen cracks in his plaster walls. When he bought the policy, the insured applied the old maxim, Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. His experience as a real estate attorney convinced the insured that if he told his prospective insurer his house was sitting on an active landslide, it would not insure him. The insurer didn't ask. The insured did not offer the information. After the policy had been in effect for three months and the cracks in the plaster had grown to a size that he could place his index finger inside the crack, he reported a loss to the earth movement insurer. He presented a claim for the total loss of the house. He demanded payment of policy limits less the deductible. The insurer sent its adjuster to meet with the insured. They retained a geologist to inspect the property and determine the cause of, of the damage. The geologist learned of the active landslide from the public records kept by the city and county. He informed the insurer that 13 months before it issued the policy, the county had sent notice to all homeowners, including the insured, advising the homeowners of the active landslide. After completing its investigation with advice of counsel, the insurer did the following.
it advised the insured that the policy was rescinded from its inception because of the concealment of a material fact. The insured had concealed the fact of the landslip. With the notice, the insurer returned the $9,375 premium. It advised the insured that even if it had not rescinded the policy, it would have denied its claim as one that was not fortuitous, since it had already started before they issued the policy. The investigation showed that the landslide started well before the inception of the policy. The insurer further advised the insured that the loss in progress rule barred any recovery and the insurer recommended that the insured present his claim if he wished to pursue it to the insurer who insured him against earth movement at the time of the loss. The insurer reasonably concluded that although the loss was progressive and continuous, it was fairly certain that a loss had occurred on or before the insured reported the landslide and in fact probably even before he learned that there was a landslide. Of course, the insurer did not have earth movement insurance at the time of the notice and bought the insurance from the surplus line insurer in an attempt to recover for the loss that had already occurred. The insured, if asked, would testify he had no intent to defraud his insurer he would testify that the insurer, if it had asked him, would have been told the truth. All he was doing was taking an economic advantage over a lazy insurer who did not bother to ask. What the lawyer insured would have said on its face may have sounded reasonable, but it wasn't true. He knew of a material fact that would affect the decision of his insurer to insure him. He concealed that fact from the insurer. He intended to conceal the fact from the insurer. Had the insurer known the truth, it would not have issued a policy for a loss that was in progress, since by definition, insurance only reacts to contingent or unknown events. The insured attempted a fraud. His action in fraudulently getting an earth movement policy was reprehensible, especially since he was a lawyer. His actions in buying the earth movement policy were no less a fraud than if he had set the house aflame and made claim on his fire insurance. Insurance is, as the lawyer should have known at the time, a contract where one undertakes to indemnify another against loss, damage or liability arising from a contingent or unknown event. As a lawyer, the intentional concealment of a material fact with the intent to deceive an insurer to its detriment is fraud, a criminal act, and if convicted, grounds for disbarment. For that reason, the insured accepted the denial and did nothing further about the claim. Had the insurer not done the minimum investigation and retained the services of a competent engineer, it would have paid the $2,500,000 claim. Had the insured's fraud been presented to a prosecutor, he could have been arrested, tried, and convicted of attempted insurance fraud, and, if convicted, would have been disbarred. 
He was lucky that the insurer agreed to a mutual rescission of the policy of return of the premium and to forget what was attempted with a promise that he would never try to buy insurance from that insurance company again. This video was adapted from my book, Insurance Fraud Costs Everyone, available as both a Kindle book and as a paperback from Amazon.com. Thank you for your attention.